0: I'm a true to green. You might know me from things like Wapan Correctional Institution, Cat in the Fiddle, and Cool. Welcome to the Intruder to Green podcast. I said it. I crap. I mean crime stories with True to Green. That's what I mean. Uh, it's a new year, and uh, I gotta say, I'm trying to get, get with this rebrand. You know, it's uh a few episodes in at this point, or something like that. I don't know how many has been. I lost track already. But uh, yeah. Uh, new year, new green. Uh, not actually same green. Uh, but you know. Hope you guys are all doing well. Uh, I am doing one thing. I always, well, I've been trying to do it the last few years and I call it dry new Uh Actually, I didn't fr- I didn't come up with it. I can't take the credit, but uh, my buddy Crazy Nate did when I told him about it. Basically, I don't do no uh, dr- drinking during the month of January because I feel like it's a good time to like let your body detox and stuff. And you know, I'm all into that green like, i don't know southern california like detox cleanse your body kind of stuff good for your spirituality and whatnot um but also it's just good for your liver and uh probably good for your brain too to just uh you know get rid of all that uh stuff because you know when you party like green it's probably too much and you don't want to get too crazy with it although we usually do but anyway it's, it can be fun, but uh, you got you to gotta take a break sometimes. So that's what I like to do in the month of January is take a good break. And I got to turn this fader up a little bit here. I, I'm, I don't know. It seems like everything's changed every time I come back into the studio. And uh, I got to redo how I'm uh, how all of these, uh, you know, nobbies and whatnots uh, to make the level nice and good. Uh, so I'm, I'm working on that. And I hope it sounds all right. Well, you know, it's a, I'll try to get some more stuff in the studio here eventually and make it sound real, real good. But, uh, for now I'm doing what I can and yeah, so I'm doing this, uh, detox thing and I got to tell you, uh, my body feels real messed up. I think that, uh, the, the thing is like, you know, when you're doing jobs and stuff, you got to like, you know, carry lots of stuff. Uh, sometimes the stuff people leave laying around in their houses. You got to put it in a truck or a van or something. Uh, vans are better because they're faster than a truck but uh so you can get away real good but uh some of that stuff's heavy and you end up like straining your muscles and whatnot and when you're drinking you know you have a good time you don't worry about it as much you can sleep real good and then when you're not drinking it's like your body's like, hey dude, you fucked up you better uh take better care of yourself. I know you're not drinking no more but you gotta do more than that you gotta like get in shape and stuff and I'm like, man, I gotta do that too. And my body's like, yeah, dude, you do. Of all people, you do. Uh, so anyway, and that's where I'm at. I hope you all are having a nice new year, uh, a good new year. I know, uh, you know, plenty of crazy stuff going on in the world. Hopefully you, you're being healthy uh, and uh, you're not in a war zone uh, like so many people in the world are these days, but uh, that's neither here nor there. I mean, it is there, but not here, thankfully. Uh, so yeah. Uh, the first episode of this, uh, year now, I will say, uh, it's funny. I, I was like looking through my computer and I was like, ah, I got no more space in the Google drive or whatnot. And I'm like, I got to clear all this stuff out. I think I'm pretty sure I deleted my database or whatever you call it. That's uh it's like a spreadsheet that says all of the episodes of the podcast on it. So, uh. Yeah, I'm totally lost as far as what number this is or, like, any of the stuff that I, you know, I usually list a few things right at the beginning of every episode about where you might know me from or whatnot. And, uh, yeah, I might end up repeating some stuff now because uh, I think I lost that database. I think I just fucking deleted it completely. So uh, that's fun. Uh, We'll see how that goes. Uh, I guess it doesn't matter too much because you guys probably don't remember either. And most of you probably never even heard all the episodes, uh, so you can't, like, call me on it anyway. But if you do want to call me on it, you can dial me up at uh, 608-535-9608. That's the Intruder Green calling line. Leave me a message about it. Um, speaking of that, uh, I'll give a shout out to the producers of the podcast. We got Fast Eddie Knowlton, Sarah Koenig, Luke Ellis, Chelsea McNally, and Carlos Hernandez. Uh, thanks, everybody, for hanging in there after, over the, uh, what, what do you call it, the holidays and whatnot. Um. I know it can get a little stressful especially with money during that time. So uh, you know, if you had to go, uh no problem, I understand. Uh, you know, I had to go too. <laughs> in one way or another. Uh so, but yeah, uh I hope everybody's doing good with that and it's it's good to be back in the in the studio. Uh got some uh got some got some people lined up to uh, you know, be on the show. And I wish I could talk about him right now, but I, it's it's one of those things where I don't want to like start naming names and then, uh, you know, maybe it don't work out. Or maybe it's like the one I did uh, with uh, <laughs> Chris from Flatliners where uh, we recorded a real great interview and then I fucking, uh, I don't know, the file got all messed up and I couldn't use it and I haven't been able to do one with him since. But, you know, we'll get back to that at one of these days uh, probably. Um, yeah, you know, I I can't say that there's a whole lot going on with Mass Intruder this year, uh, still probably laying low, you know, everybody's doing whatever they're doing. And, uh, I gotta, I gotta get this podcast out. I'm going to try to do some more creative stuff. I'm getting the merch shop, uh, back up at it because, you know, before when I was doing it, I was trying to do it like legit and I don't know why, you know, like that's totally against everything I stand for. So like, why would I do that? Uh, yeah, so now I got it on an Etsy store, and I think that's gonna fit what I'm doing much better. Uh, I'm still based out of you know Germany, so it's kind of hard for people from the states to buy stuff from there. Or uh, I mean, it's easy for you to do it, but you gotta pay for the shipping and stuff, and it kind of don't make no sense. But you could do it anyway if you want to. But anyway, if you're living, if you're listening uh, abroad, as it were, or like what people in America say, you know, like anywhere in it that ain't in America is abroad uh not like a lady but uh you know <laughs> a different country uh yeah you can uh you know you might want to hit it up and find some cool stuff on there uh i got i, I got updated with all the inventories and whatnot of uh stuff that you know it just falls off trucks and you know you find it and you put it somewhere and uh hold on to it and one day hopefully it's worth some money and you people give you money for it um Yeah, I've also toying around with this thing where I got all these old band shirts that I need to get rid of because, uh, you know, you go on tour with these bands and then uh, you you just have too many and you can't wear them all at the same time. So what are you going to do? You got to get rid of them. And uh, maybe, you know, I don't know how much people actually want to pay for band shirts and whatnot. So maybe I just do a thing where like I give some of the money to charity or something because it feels weird to charge people money for a shirt that you wore before, but. At the same time, they're cool bands, and I don't want to just, like, throw them in the trash, you know? That sucks, so I got to do something with them. Uh, so we'll see what we can do there. I'll probably have that up on the website, Um, Either through the merch store or maybe do an eBay thing because, uh, you know, you get the auction going, and uh, maybe you can, do, you know, donate the funds directly to a charity. Um, and if anybody has an idea for a charity, I'm looking to do something green. You know, obviously, I like the environment. I think it's real important to, like, do environmental uh, good work. Work, you know, know, like, uh, you make the environment a better place and then uh, everybody benefits, you know? Uh, Hopefully, (laughs) yeah. Uh, It makes everybody's lives easier, which in turn, like, everything else comes after that, I think, is a good idea. (laughs) All right. Uh, So anyway, on this episode, the first one of the year, we got, uh, it's, you know, how I like to old, to interview these old timers that got all these great store stories and whatnot. Well, this guy's a real old timer. Uh, I got Dave Witter on the, uh, podcast. Uh, he's an old rock and roll guy from, uh, you know, you'll hear him when he's talking about these stories back from like the seventies and eighties and stuff. Uh, and, uh, man, it's funny. Cause I known him for a long time and he's told me some stories and I had to have him on the show because I know he's got some good ones. And I think he might have been a little like, uh, cautious to get into some of the real crazy stuff, but he definitely got some good ones. Uh, so yeah, without further ado, I'm with the show.
1: Hello, this is a prepaid collect call from green. an inmate at the Herald Correctional Institution. This call is subject to recording and monitoring to accept charges. Press one.
0: we're good yeah that's right (laughs) so I guess we want to talk about some crime stories but we got to talk about like you know the history of uh rock and roll in southern Wisconsin I guess as it as it applies to like uh I don't know what was your what was your main area era like the seventies and eighties as far as that goes.
1: Well, we put a band together in nineteen seventy three. Oh yeah, we started playing regularly in nineteen seventy four, and uh, we were like a crime family band. However, <laughs> there were some things <laughs> that the uh, Statue of limitations had probably gone on. Oh, yeah. One gig, we drove down to Rockford, Illinois to do a gig. And uh, as we're loading up the equipment, it's kind of a nice bar that had a big stage. And uh, so we're loading up the equipment from the van into the stage. And I didn't actually see this. I was outside. All of a sudden, there's some yelling and shouting, and a gunshot rang out. Oh. And uh turns out uh, there's two guys and one girl. Someone got jealous and shot this Christ. other guy right in front of the stage. <laughs> so a couple of minutes later, the owner of the bar comes down and says, oh, boys, you better pack it up. Uh We're going to be closed. The cops are on their way. So we hightailed it the hell out of there. Wow. That was Rockford.
0: So you got, <laughs> yeah, all right. So that's like Rockford, Illinois, yep. near Chicago. Yeah. So I guess that checks out. South of the border. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so was this? You know, uh, you've been to a few bands in your time. Was this uh, the the Easy Action Band or the Easy Action Band? All yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And you
1: know, just because we call ourselves the last bar band the last few years, yeah, it was still the Easy Action Band.
0: Yeah, that's right. I believe that to be true.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, although, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> we had a, an easy action gig in Columbus, Wisconsin. Yeah. And we got done about maybe 2.30 in the morning, so it was about 3 o'clock a.m. We're heading out of town, we got a flat tire. So we pull over by this old gas, well, it was just a gas station, the older kind, but he was closed. All right. But we noticed he had all sorts of tires Ooh. in this fenced-off area. So our drummer climbed the fence, got a tire. Yeah. Brought it out to the road, and we're changing it. And a squad car pulls up behind us. Uh-oh. You know what you're doing, boys?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, we're just changing the tire, officer. <laughs> okay. that will be all right. <laughs> and so we changed it, and uh, off we went nice.
0: Yeah, you know, he's just got them lying around back there. Yeah, I mean, he's not doing with nothing with him. You might as well grab one. I know. Well, you need we, it. The cool thing, we got one with a rim. Oh yeah, that's real good. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. I'm surprised the cop
1: didn't notice that the tire we were putting on had it was like a mag rim. Okay. And we just had stupid, you know, old vehicle caps,
0: Yeah. Upcaps, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But. Uh, <laughs> Well, we had lots well, of fun.
0: Yeah, it's always extra good when you get away with a crime, like, <laughs> like well, any crime really, but you know, like uh, especially when it's uh, kind of right under their nose, and you're like, "Ha ha, yeah, that's good." <laughs> well,
1: one time we were driving up north to a gig, and uh, the lead singer had a three fifty seven Magnum.
0: Oh yeah, so, like you do.
1: Yeah, and uh, we thought, well, let's see how many signs we can shoot on the way up. So we unloaded that a few times. Okay. As we're going like 70 miles an hour down the highway with cars in front of us and cars behind us. We're just <laughs> blasting away. What are they going to do? Pull us over and tell us to stop that?
0: Yeah, right? <laughs> that would be, uh yeah, they're not going to mess with you. They're just going to let mm-hmm. you shoot the signs. So that's, see, that's the kind of good old-fashioned fun you could have with a gun, yeah. you know. Uh, so that's always good so you know we're not
1: shooting people yeah.
0: right yeah you don't yeah. want to do that shoot signs yeah yeah, that's good stuff uh, so, let's see you, you, you're doing the, the, the easy action band in like the 70s and then all the 80s all the 80s stuff like that yep. um, but I feel like the 70s especially was like kind of a more like a less lawful time in general People, people seem to, like, if, if, if you grew up or, like, were, you know, a young person in the 70s, you probably got more wild stories than the people who did it in the 80s and 90s.
1: Oh, yeah, a lot of the stories are, oh, yeah, we did a bunch of cocaine and we did this <laughs> and so forth. But we weren't into that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we, we just drink a lot, you know?
0: Sure. But, I mean, just getting away with stuff, like, yeah. being able to, like, I don't know, Drive too fast. <laughs> well, you know,
1: it didn't seem right to drive your the equipment van without an open beer between your legs. Oh yeah, You felt like you were naked. You know, <laughs> and that's the way it was in the the seventies. We le- that's when we learned our songs, and those, those songs are from the sixties. Yeah, and. Once we learned them, that was it. We didn't learn any more new songs. Okay. We had our songs, and uh, we just kept playing them. And eventually we kind of morphed into an oldies band. Oh, yeah. And some real relics, you know. And, uh, but, you know. We don't play "Smoke on the Water," but you know we do a bunch of animals songs. <laughs>
0: there you go. Everybody, well, everybody plays "Smoke on the Water," right? Well, like that's yeah. probably the the number one song that, and anybody who plays, you know, a guitar or a bass, probably you know, learn that song first. I, I think I believe that to be true. Well, I played that when
1: I was younger, even you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Of course. I did that you know.
1: Yeah, that's right. The, Got my ass called into uh, Wayland Academy because we played there, and they wanted to know if I was siphoning gas. Wait, what? I, told them, I told them, no, I wasn't siphoning gas. I was on stage playing. What are you talking about?
0: But <laughs> well, what is Wayland Academy anyway? Oh, it's a
1: place up in Beaver Dam. Okay. It's where all the, the rich Catholic kids would go. Oh, okay. To high school. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we weren't really allowed on on campus there. Oh, uh, okay. Because we were a bunch of long hairs and pot smokers and yeah. stuff, you know. But, uh, you know, we honestly didn't do the gas. Huh. I think one of our fans did. Oh, sure. You know, because <laughs> they were into that, you know. <laughs> siphoning gas, just stealing it or
0: like... Yeah, siphoning it, yeah.
1: taking it out, putting it in their vehicle and leaving. They're leaving a mess.
0: All right. So they come up and they ask you if you did it, and you're just like, "No, go away." Yeah, and that was all there was to it. Leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah
1: they had no proof. Yeah.
0: Then I that's was actually, weird. I was offended. Yeah, yeah. That they thought that I would, you know, do something like that. Yeah, you know, people people always want to judge you, especially if you're wearing like a uh, some kind of multicolored ski mask. And that's like uh, prejudice or something.
1: Well, you know, we'd be more the type to take the money. And then buy gas? Yeah, yeah.
0: That's right. That's how you want to do it.
1: Not to steal the gas. I mean, that's kind of, you know, low-life shit, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because you never know if the person's going to need that gas. But, you know, everybody needs money. So, uh, especially, you know, me sometimes. So, you just got to go get it.
1: Earlier on, before the Easy Action Band, I was in a band called Big Daddy.
0: Oh, yeah, the... Big and, Daddy Band, right? Yeah. Or oh, is it just called Big Daddy? Big Daddy Band. Okay.
1: And in nineteen seventy they had a rock festival at the Poignette Game Farm. Poignette, Wisconsin. Oh yeah. So all of a sudden we see they're gonna have another one the next year. So me and the singer, we drive to Milwaukee and go we go talk to the producers that are putting it on. And uh We came loaded for bear, brought reel-to-reel tape. Oh, yeah. They they didn't want to hear nothing. They said, here, here's five tickets for backstage pass. If they need you and you're around, you can get on. Bye. Get it, you know. Yeah, yeah. So we left. And uh, we got to the concert, and we we got in, drove in the backstage. We stopped the the truck, and uh, to our surprise, Ted Nugent walks by in front of our truck. Uh Uh-oh. Back then, he was big, you know? Yeah. That kind of scared us, because we were just in high school. And so I noticed there was a fence, a gate, going into the regular area where the crowd was. So we went through there, set up camp, and about maybe 2 in the morning, they burnt the stage down, (laughs) because the cops came and shut it down. Helicopters took off. The promoters with all the, the money.
0: Well, of course.
1: You know, yeah, they took all the money. You know, the bands that were up there, they didn't get paid. Yeah. So about eight o'clock in the morning, some bikers show up at our tent. And we said, they said, We hear you got a band. Yeah. We hear you want to play for us, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, so yeah. Like, uh, It's a form of a question, but it's not really a question, right? Right. (laughs) Which
1: is good, because there's a couple of people in our band I think probably would have just pissed themselves not not wanting to do it, you know. But we did it. And it was kind of great, because they they set up a little stage with plywood, had some generators, and we had like a 30,000 crowd, you know, captivated, you know, they'd paid their money to get in for rock festival, and all of a no rock festival. We were the only band, so they weren't going to boo us off the stage, so yeah. they had a good time. So, that was one experience. And, uh, we had a lot of them, but most of them weren't really newsworthy, so to speak. Oh, yeah. More like nail-biting. <laughs> you know, like our, our bass player. He was quite the drinker. Oh, yeah. And so sometimes after a gig, we'd have him drive until (laughs) he couldn't drive anymore. And then we'd say, pull over. We're going to drive. Okay. But it was like, it was crazy to do that because we almost didn't make it a few times.
0: Yeah, that does sound crazy. (laughs) Sounds kind of like a bad idea, but, you know, know, when you were that age, you kind of do a lot of bad ideas. Uh, But I, I think... Uh, people might know your bass player, like some of, the, some of the people listening. Was that, uh, was that Cheese? Yeah, it was yeah, Cheese. Yeah. That's right. Real name Patrick Leonard. Yeah. He was, uh, he was, uh, known around town. Oh, yeah. He used for, to, for some re- for certain reasons.
1: He used to play with the Zoom band and he also played with the Dopes. Yeah. They were really a good band. Yeah. And they, uh, he started playing with us because we got more gigs. And he needed the dough, so he would start playing with us. Nice. And uh rest of his soul, he he left us a long time ago.
0: Yeah. But great bass player and great singer. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: I've heard some of uh, that stuff that he's singing on and certainly playing bass on. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, so that's real cool. Yeah. Uh <laughs> yeah. Uh I don't know I, I I know I've heard some stories about uh, <laughs> and I don't know if you want to well here's the thing I'm sure that uh, there's some stories that you might remember differently than uh, you know your singer uh, Flash yeah so maybe I have him on sometime and he'll tell the same story but it could be like people will be like oh that's different from how you remembered it but uh, well, didn't he get you guys kicked out of some uh, bars at some point?
1: Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, what was that bar in the corner in Madison that I was talking about?
0: Yeah, I believe it's the called Chris- the, the Crystal Corner Bar.
1: Yeah, the Crystal Corner. We played there in the early 80s. He played harmonica. And Last song of the night, he's dancing on the bar. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's good to do. And the owner didn't like it, and he said, you guys won't ever play her again. Oh, yeah. So that was it. Well, three long years passed, and I think he just needed a band that night, and he hired us again. Yeah. With the strict notion that we do not have him dance on the bar. Yeah. So we played the gig, and the last song of the night, he grabbed his marker. And strutted down, down the bar on top of it, played his harmonica to Roadhouse Blues, yeah.
0: And we got kicked out for life, <laughs> but that's okay, that's okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that wasn't the time he didn't get naked during that time, no.
1: That was uh, that was a bar in uh, Prairie du Chien, the uh, Lakeview Resort. We were playing there, and uh place was packed this was back in the good old days when bars would be just packed with people they're all drinking heavily and uh oh yeah and back then there was a short period of time where uh streaking was the big thing oh yeah be the streaker and so he took all of his clothes off and ran through the bar And everybody laughed, and they thought it was great, and it was really funny, you know. And uh, it was really a good gig. We played there a lot. Then one time, they had a, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, a group of Chinese citizens. They were touring uh, a John Deere plant, and uh, the owner of the bar knew somebody, and they said, well, let's bring the Chinese folks to your bar. And show them what American entertainment is. Oh yeah,
0: that's so, a good idea.
1: Yeah, they brought them in, and all of a sudden the whole place is seated with these Chinese people. Yeah, and we play a song, and they politely clapped. It was really weird. <laughs> and uh, we play about three or four songs, and boom, they were ordered all to go back on the bus. All
0: right, and they so, got the they got their taste. Now, yeah. now time to go. Yeah, and
1: had you know our singer was dancing and. Uh uh-huh. a tambourine in one hand and a big bottle of booze Jack Daniels in the other hand. Yeah. And drinking on stage and I think the the Chinese bosses they didn't really like that. So they said we're out of here.
0: Oh so, yeah. We well go. they wanted to know what you know rock and roll is all about. I mean that sounds pretty accurate to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So they go on the bus, and then, the, where's, where's our singer? Where's Flash? We're looking around for him, oh, and then we see him. He's on the bus. Oh, okay. High-fiving people and jiving and talking, <laughs> you know? And he finally gets off the bus, and they're about ready to roll out. And we look at Flash, and he's got a big, shit-eating grin on his face, <laughs> and he's unbuckling his pants. <laughs> and we're going no <laughs> no no and sure enough as the bus starts pulling out he drops his drawers to his ankles and so they mooned all the chinese and then they left long story short <laughs> is the owner of the bar yeah. he caught hell for that oh yeah he almost lost his
0: job uh, yeah probably because of that <laughs>
1: But uh, we didn't know about that for, oh, God, 20 years, but I found out. (laughs) But, you know, that was the reason why we never played there again.
0: Yeah, well, (laughs) I mean, yeah, that'll that'll certainly get you kicked out, I'm sure. But uh, I bet those Chinese folks never forgot that trip. (laughs) They thought freedom, what a weird thing. Yeah, back then, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you're free to. (laughs) <laughs> Drop trowel.
1: Drop trowel, that's right. Yeah. And drink Jack Daniels. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we, we had some things like that. They were pretty wild gigs. Um...
0: Hi, intruder maniacs. Are you in a band? The answer is, of course you are. Everybody's in a fucking band these days. Anyway, if you're in a band, congratulations. I'm making the worst financial decision in your life. Aside from taking out college loans or something. Yeah. Now there is a way to lessen the burden of such a financial decision. It's called merchandising. And Super Rab Merch Company is all ready to meet your merchandising needs. You want uh, some t-shirts? Uh, you want, got a tight deadline you need them printed on? And because you booked a tour less than a month out? And uh, you didn't get cancelled like everybody else's tours did? Uh, how about a bunch of weird random trinkets like keychains or medallions and what about koozies, you know, like everybody likes koozies Koozies are great because they keep your drink cold and your hand warm or vice versa depending on what you're drinking Stuberad Merch Company can get all these made for you Stuberad Merch Company is an in-house artist who can help you with your designs and stuff There's still a small enough company that uh, they pay special attention to you and your special needs Because, you know, everybody's got special needs like, uh, you know, you probably mostly. And uh, they even got a web store. That's where the real magic is. You go on tour and you sell your stuff. But chances are, you're going to have some leftover. Or some fans are going to feel like left out because they didn't have enough money to buy something at your show. So they go on a and find stuff from your band on there. They'll take care of all your production and shipping fulfillment needs. So go ahead, go on a merch company's web store. Right now, and uh, check out all the tight bands that are already on there. They got a bunch of them, like at the bomb pops and like the bad cop, bad cop and stuff. It's all good. Uh, yeah, uh, all sorts of cool swag. And uh, right now, right now, if you go on there and at checkout you use the code prison, you can get fifteen percent off all of the uh, stupid red merch branded apparel uh, at stupidredmerch.com. Go check it out. Stupidredmerch.com. Guitar players, I bet you thought you were shit out of luck when it comes to finding your dream guitar or amp. You know, you go on some auction site or something, and it's all crap? (laughs) Haha, yeah. Well, that's because, you know, you gotta look in the right place. And the right place is Yeah Man's vintage and used guitars. They got exactly what you're looking for. Now, I know what you're thinking. Aren't they located in, like, Switzerland or something? Yeah, man, they are. Burn Switzerland, to be exact. But, you know, you can, um get on the internet and you can go check out their website YamansGuitars.com and uh, you can order stuff on there so uh, you know it don't really matter where the heck you are in the world you can just get on their website and uh, find all sorts of cool stuff that you're looking for and you might not even know that you wanted it until you see it on there and there's a lot of good stuff Uh, if you got something specific you're looking for and need some help finding it just hit up YamansGuitars on the electronic mail that's the email it's like 21st century, and you got email and websites. It's like amazing. Some people would call it magic. Some people would call it science. I just call it, I don't know, crazy shit. Uh, yeah, man's guitars at gmail.com. As far as email goes, it's way. Email them, and while you're at it, get your band a tour in Europe and stop by the shop. Michael and the rest of the crew would love to meet you. I'm sure, and you could tell them Green sent you. Yeah, man's vintage and used guitars. Yeah, well, what, what being as is, is we're, we're recording this up in the Northwoods of Wisconsin, uh, I know I've heard some stories about uh, playing on the, well, there's, I don't know, Native American reservations, I oh. guess would be the PC way to to, to say yeah. it. Oh, Jesus.
1: <laughs> Neil Pitt, Wisconsin. Yeah. Menominee Indian Reservation. Yeah. We pull up in the afternoon, and it's Mom and Dad and a couple little kids on tracycles, all copthetic, sun's out, flowers blooming, and they're real friendly and we set it our set our equipment up, you know, yeah, and we notice chicken wire, but you know what are you going to do? yeah, and, I seen that that movie, yeah brothers, yeah, and uh. So we're setting it up and they start kinda yelling at us and giving us a shit, you know? Yeah. I had a long beard, black beard at the time, and they started calling me John the Baptist. Oh shit. And they started calling Flash Jesus Christ. (laughs) So this goes on, we we have our equipment set up now, and they're just hassling us, you know? Yeah. And all of a sudden, Flash, he jumps off the stage. slapping his ass like he's a horse, yelling, you know, I don't know, yeah, 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 like this. And he goes running to the biggest guy at the bar. Yeah. Like a six-foot, six-foot, six-foot-seven-inches Indian guy. with a Patch over his eye. Yeah. He jumps on his back and pretends to, let's go for a ride, let's do a rodeo thing. Sure. And the big Indian picks him off of his back, looks at him, I like you. Yeah. And next thing you know, we were great. They loved us. (laughs) We got the... Problem solved. Problem solved. Except for each set that we played, we had to stop because it was a complete bar (laughs) brawl. And we had full bottles of beer smashing up against the wall. It was (laughs) exploding, exploding on the wall. Yeah, yeah. And we were scared shitless. (laughs) <laughs> then they'd calm down, and we'd go up to play again. And also, a little fight would break out, then another one, and uh, then full bar brawl. We'd have to stop, and this went on all night. <laughs> and then finally, at bar time, uh, the big Indian chiefs came.
0: Yeah, uh, the, the, the 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 actual like. The, the But not like the Indian chief, but like the the police chief, right?
1: Yeah, the yeah. cops. And uh, these Indian guys were just huge. Yeah. They didn't have any teeth. Yeah. Yeah. And they were grabbing Indians left and right and hauling them out. And after they got everybody out and everything, I mm-hmm. I said to one of the Indian chiefs, I said, it's kind of a wild night here, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. He goes, oh, no, the boy's just having fun. <laughs> All righty then. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And uh, the, one of them said that Flash wanted to know if they had slit our tires yet. <laughs> and uh, they didn't. Oh, you yeah. Know, they liked us. Yeah, Flash took care of business that <laughs> night. He sure did. Make friends with the biggest <laughs> guy in the fucking bar. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's the lesson, you know? <laughs> Yeah. So we did that, and uh, they asked us back months <laughs> later, and we all refused to go. <laughs> Absolutely. No, we can't. We got things
0: to do. Yeah. Know? Sorry. Sorry, but yeah. Can't do it this time. No, that was a little too rough. Yeah. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the time, all right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's like uh, most of the time, Master Truder shows, if there's ever a fight or something, it's like, yeah, we'll stop playing until it gets taken care of, but it's never like a full-on brawl like that. I don't think I've ever experienced that.
1: I tell you, it was so bad. I was standing on on stage with my guitar, couldn't play because it, it was a bar brawl, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I was looking at these people on stage, and they are and just beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> And I couldn't look at it no more. Yeah, yeah, you know. And so I looked out this little window <laughs> on the side of the stage. Yeah, I look out and it's the parking lot. And there's, there's a car parked there, you know. Sure. I'm going. Okay, I'll look at this for a while. Yeah. And all of a sudden, some Indian jumps on the car. Another Indian walks up to him, grabs him by the neck, and just starts pounding his face in. <laughs> God, blood splattering everywhere. And I went, Jesus Christ. <laughs> You can't look anywhere in this <laughs> hellhole. Ah. <laughs> uh, it was terrible. Yeah, But, you know, I went, we we had a gig down in Kenosha years later. And I used to live down there. And it was a real violent city.
0: All right. and uh, It's one of the biggest cities in Wisconsin, right?
1: Yeah, it's south of Milwaukee, right on the border. And uh, I walk out of the bar, take a cigarette break. Halfway through the evening, open the door, and there's some guy sitting on somebody else's chest. He's just pounding the crap out of his face. And I Jesus. go, "Jesus Christ!" I closed the door. Didn't have my cigarette break. Uh-huh.
0: Was...
1: <laughs> Never played there again either. You know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But we had a lot of a lot of good times. We played up in uh, a place called Big Bear Lodge. Okay. Up in the north. Not too far from here, actually. Yeah, yeah. And we played up for opening deer hunting season. All righty. And, which is really kind of stupid, because the bar was packed with uh, deer hunters. Yeah. You know, hoop-y-rah, you know, that's going to go over great, you know. (laughs) And uh, our sound man had a hat that were like antlers. Oh, Yeah. And he just ran around there, and they, you know, made all these jokes about, oh, there's a deer. Get your gun. You know? uh, okay. And then we played. We had a good time. Yeah. Then we all went to my cabin. My cousin was there with all of his deer hunting friends, and we slept right on the floor. And then we got up. Oh, yeah. And went. You know, it was just some of those things. You know, it was, a, it was really more like, uh, we were more like the Blues Brothers band. Yeah, you know that's the right. Stuff that we got involved in.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> well, that mm. was the time. That was the time to do it. I think that was like an era of rock and roll that I. I, I don't think that you're gonna, you know, bands you go through that anymore, so much.
1: Well, I tell you, we played every weekend from about 1976 hmm through 1992 oh wow every single weekend maybe there was a couple here and there but we didn't but I mean you know we played right through till you know we were now in our 40s yeah and one time I remember distinctly we didn't have a gig mm. and I thought to myself good yeah <laughs> I'm gonna go home and go to bed at 8 o'clock at night. All right. Way to party out. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Sleeping yeah. is cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, you can only do so many so many gigs in a row, you
0: know. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, been there. Your band, you guys went crazy for a long time. Oh, yeah, you know, touring and stuff. And, uh, yeah, when you do it, you know, day after day after day on tour, you definitely lose your mind a little bit, um, but, you know, hopefully, you know, you're in a band, so everybody's losing their mind together, so it's kind of like, you-, you can handle it that way.
1: Did you, uh, play at the Wisconsin Inn on Willie Street, the Biker Bar?
0: Uh, we played at quite a few places in Wisconsin, oh, that, is that, that place is called, uh, The Wisco, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we ever played there. Well, you know, the the pool
1: table was behind the drummer. Yeah. And there was uh, no place for the band, no place for people to dance. It was always packed with the CC riders.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's the other thing is that uh, you guys, you mentioned before that you guys kind of became like a biker band. Yeah. Which maybe so like yeah, when you first did that that gig back in the day, where the bikers were telling you, you know, you you know asking a question, asking something as a question that's not really a question, you know, maybe that was like a little for 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 foreshadowing. Well, something. you know, we
1: learned songs like "Born to Be Wild" and "Magic Carpet Ride." And the Doors, Love Me Two Times, Roadhouse Blues. Yeah. And we just always played those. So yeah. Th- they wanted to hear that kind of music at their parties. Yeah. They didn't really want to hear long-haired 80s
0: rock. Sure, you know? sure, yeah. But. Uh, so that was like, I don't know, you got the CC Riders. Was, was it just them, or did you have like other. You
1: no, know, the Outlaws in Milwaukee. All right. And there were other biker. Groups throughout southern Wisconsin that we yeah. play for. I can't really remember their names. Yeah. You know, Weevils mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah.
0: Know. A little bit of, uh I mean, I feel like especially back then, there was probably a little bit of like, you know, what do they call it? The, like the one percenters or something where they're like real Hell's Angel types, like real gangs and stuff versus, you know, some of them are just like in a club where they like to ride their bikes around.
1: Well, you know, we we took some pictures. And those gigs during the summer, you know, they would have the big titty contest. <laughs> so there's a whole line of women up okay. there, you know. Some of these pictures would come home with me. My <laughs> wife and kids would see them, you know. Somebody asked, is your father home? My daughter goes, no, he's out dancing with naked, naked women. <laughs> I'll never forget that. <laughs> oh, good.
0: Oh, yeah. That that would definitely uh, make an impression.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But we never had any trouble at the biker gigs, not at all. Where we had trouble was when we'd be playing up by the Dells and some of these goofballs, you know. Hey, I'm in the big city. I get to go on the Ferris wheel, and I'm going to get drunk and start mm. a fight, you know.
0: Sure, like so. you do. But,
1: you know, never any trouble with the bikers. Nope. They always had a good time. They knew how to party.
0: Yeah, that's true. I believe it to be true. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's wonderful. Um, Can people find any of this music that you guys made, like live recordings or anything online?
1: Not right now. Okay. But I may be putting some stuff up again on cd baby
0: yeah cd baby dot com but and that'll uh, be like easy action band and whatnot yeah excellent yeah all right well it was good talking to you Thank um you. and uh I've, i'm enjoying this time out in the north woods here you know it's real easy to hide out around here because uh you yeah. know there's lots of woods there's bears though <laughs> oh yeah you got to watch out for those bears.
1: We have real bears, not the the ones that try to play football.
0: Oh, yeah. They're, they're not too good at that. No. But uh, I think they're doing well. They're doing good this year. Yeah. Well, they're doing probably at least as good as uh, the, that other team that's from Wisconsin is right now. Oh, so. yeah. i heard of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking of, you know, going back to the 80s. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, anyway. don't go
0: back to the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Not for football's sake. No. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, uh, we call that a rep. Okay, thank you. And that's it for the Intruder Green podcast. I want to thank Dave again for being on it. You can hit me up on all the socials at Intruder Green or go to intrudergreen.com for all sorts of cool stuff. Uh, the Intruder Green calling line is plus one six zero eight five three five nine six zero eight. 608 1-608-535-9608. Patreon.com slash Intruder Green. If you want to become a producer of the podcast, the Intruder Green Podcast is produced by Colin Bennett, management by Anka Kramer, hair and makeup Genevieve Smith, set design Dylan and CC Raymer, catering Matthew Hendershot, lights, hoop lights, Huawei, New Jersey. Our theme song is Particles by Pipe Christmas is a good excuse to eat everything. <laughs>